Hello, and welcome to Cat Called Out. This is episode five, which is yet to be named. Yet to be named. (laughs) (laughs) You're on with Maya Majesty and... Paul's Peaches. Hey. And today we will be discussing um, T.I. and his misogyny. The saying, okay, boomer. The phenomenon of the okay boomer. (laughs) The phenomenon of okay boomer. Mm -hmm. And Disney being a power-hungry, hypocritical pussy. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real. I'm just kidding. Disney employ me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, it's a double-edged sword, you know. Okay, so on to T.I., Fuck that man. Fuck him so very much. So, in recent news, if you're wondering why T.I. like came across any of your social media platforms, it is because of this. So, he was on a podcast. I'm not even sure what the name of the podcast was. I haven't either. Honestly, I'd like to keep it unnamed. I mean, with the four Harriet, they don't need as much attention. Yeah, they really should not have a platform. So, basically, he was on this podcast, and um, somehow the topic of his daughter came up, and he started talking about how, basically, ever since she was 16, right after her birthday, he'll leave a note on her door saying, gyno, and he'll go to with her to the gynecologist and coerce her, basically, mm-hmm. into letting him see the results of it. And it is to make sure that her hymen is intact and that she is not having any sexual activity. That's a lot to process. <laughs> it is. It's a lot. And um, all I heard was, in the beginning, all I heard was, oh, uh, T.I. goes to the gyno and checks his daughter's hymen. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was watching for Harriet stuff. I'm sorry. I'm like, quoting for Harriet a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and Kenya. Um as told by Kenya on YouTube. As told by Kenya, thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I didn't hear the actual clip until I was watching for Harriet's. Mm-hmm. And it is awful because he talks about it so casually, but he also very proudly how he talks about it. And it just made me shake with, like, rage. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are we hearing right now? It was so awkward, too. And I feel like to... To some of the women's credit, I feel like they were also very uncomfortable by it because I mm-hmm. felt like their laughter was like nervous because I know whenever someone's making me uncomfortable and like I don't know how to tell them, mm-hmm. I just like laugh and I'm just like, ah. you know, I got that too. Like maybe they're just nervous, mm-hmm. but then they started like perpetuating it too. Yeah, that's what I felt like, like they were mm-hmm. egging him on after like the first couple times. And I'm like, y'all should have nipped this in the butt. You know, they Next. did. <laughs> Yeah, like it just got into so much detail as well, and I feel yeah. like it came out of left field. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "What? In what world would you be talking about your daughter's sex life on a podcast in the first place?" Yeah, what? When is that appropriate? Um. Also, she is eighteen. Yes, and uh, so she is the woman, and she can do whatever she wants. Um, and even she still has agency as a teenager to like. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's just. it's not even about her own agency at that point yes it's an extension of him it's like she is his property she is an extension of him therefore i have to make sure she's not having sex so she does not shame me absolutely because 
he sees her not as a ref- not as a person, but a reflection of himself. Yes, which is how he sees almost all the women in his life, from mm-hmm. what I've heard. Yeah, and so let's let's break down what he said. So, sure. starting when she's sixteen, these trips to the gynecologist. First of all, why are you going with her? And like that's weird. Second of all, you don't care about anything else that's mm-hmm. going on, like. About like if her periods are regular, if this is natural, like mm-hmm. if anything's going on, she like discharge, birth control. Birth control. Well, that's the thing. Um, sorry for interrupting. No, you're good. But um, we can have healthy conversations about your teenager child's sex life mm-hmm. because having a sex life during your teenage years is perfectly normal. Have not having a sex life is perfectly normal. But the fact that he was only focused on the fact that whether or not she's had sex. Yeah. And it's like, you're just already setting up the fact that sex equals bad. Sex equals something that is not to be desired. Yeah, it's dirty. It's mm-hmm. shameful. Not only is it shameful for her, but it's shameful for other people mm-hmm. as well. And I feel like that brings in a certain guilt factor mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. not fair. Because it's like, first of all, you're not even you're not only messing up like yourself. Like, you're not only doing this dirty deed that devalues you. Mm-hmm. But you're also devaluing other people mm-hmm. who you care about, i.e. your father. So, like, it's just a weird setup. And it's just, I think that, and I think that this obsession over, and this is mainly women, mm-hmm. over their virginity is, like, borderline incestuous. You know what I mean? It's weird as fuck, dude. Like, the promise <laughs> rings and Ooh, stuff. I like the whole documentary on the whole purity balls. Yeah. And, like, it was basically just pledging their virginity to their fathers. Out of all the people, like, what? What? <laughs> your, your dad, dude? Like, well, it's so, it's a weird concept. It's, it's something that needs to be talked about because, you know, children, they're teenagers, so they don't have the experience. Mm-hmm. So I think that adults should have that conversation of mm-hmm. how to be safe and get birth control and be responsible but to go as far as promoting abstinence primarily only to your daughters and then going to the gynecology and coercing her yeah. to give information about her yeah that's another thing you even if you're a teenager listening to this or if you know teenagers please let them know they have agency to say like i do not want my parents in this room <laughs> and there's nothing their parents can do about it because it's doctor patient confidentiality yeah absolutely you don't have to sign anything. And I think a lot of times if you are sexually active and you don't want to talk to your parents, I think that there's a lot of school systems that you can go and get birth control and all the other stuff too. There are other ways the Planned to... Parenthood here you can't get into. No, not here. I mean, it's, yes, it is an option, but it's just, you know, a crowd of people yelling at you. Yes, and that's, that's really a, another problem too is the whole stigma with Planned Parenthood and the ignorance that... Mm. Because that should be a resource. It should be a place you can go to. It's a, it's almost like, and um, I see. I think I saw a tweet or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, so I'm just vaguely saying it. But it was like I wish there was a place where like women and uh, people can go and have children, and it could be something that helps them and get like a mammogram and or all that other stuff, like mm-hmm. services for women. And they're like, you mean Planned Parenthood? <laughs> <laughs> I think I did see that. Yeah? Oh my gosh. I was like, ugh. But, yeah. But, um... Back to the topic at hand. So that's, we've already dissected like him going with her to the gynecologist just to see the status of her virginity or not. We haven't even talked about the weird logic behind, or the outdated 
stupid logic behind the hymen. The hymen. <laughs> the. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Wow. Talk about bringing us back to like the 1800s. <laughs> you know, where um, <clears throat> the whole pressure of you know, and it just reminds me of a book I think I read where they were talking about the pressures of women and the first time with their husbands and like and bleeding how, and stuff mm-hmm. like that I was like that's not it's not supposed to be like that it's, it's not supposed to be painful and you're supposed to show this like badge of like virginity like look first blood like what yeah and like if they didn't bleed or something they would like try to like kill like a chicken mm-hmm. and then put the blood on the, the sheets mm-hmm. just so their husband can be like oh you know mm-hmm. and it's just a freaking boost for their ego ego on something that is so like construct that's not as literally virginity is just the first time you've had sexual intercourse that's it it's supposed it's a social construct meant to control women Mm -hmm. and make them feel like if they have sex then they're doing something wrong you know and And for men it's a badge yeah Mm -hmm. what is up like I know why but it's still frustrating that it's still a thing yeah yeah, and I feel like, I think um, Kenya brought this up mm-hmm. in her video, because I want to make sure we're not like, I didn't pull this out of my butt, but I think it was a very important thing that she talked about was that um, there's a lot of men who feel this way, who think that this is, was a good idea. They just don't have the resources to take their daughters to, um, to yearly gynecologist tests to do this. Oh, yeah. So they do purity balls and other things like that. So, if healthcare was more accessible, this might be a thing that happened more often. Which, I think she said something like violent misogynist? Yes. It's and harmful. It's not just like, well, I mean, yes, all misogyny is harmful, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a higher degree. And um, I would like to dissect that term, too. Because when I think of violent misogynist, unfortunately, I think of actual acts of, like, abuse. Mm-hmm. This is, I would say this is an act of abuse. So, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, like, physical abuse, maybe, like, hitting or um, other things like that. But I like how she used that word because it's such an aggressive word that mm-hmm. like describes, you know, that there is violence in forcing your ch- children into this outdated misogynistic, misogynistic box. Yes. And then I also just want to clarify, the hymen can break in very different ways. It oh. can stretch, it can bend, um, very, different, very different things. So riding a bike, running, slipping and falling, wearing a tampon, all these things can cause your hymen to break. I played soccer. I'm pretty sure mine's gone. But <laughs> well, like, let's talk about, like, what a hymen is. Like, I think, I believe I read somewhere, so excuse me. I think of the Adam Ruins Everything, where they're, like, the balloons are all lined up and everything. I have never it's, watched that. Oh, but, yeah, that's what I think about whenever someone talks about, like, the hymen breaking. It's, like... It's just balloons. Yeah, it's a thin layer. Like rubber. A, like rubber band. Yeah. However, it's a lot thicker than, yeah. <laughs> it's like a thin layer of skin that's used to protect when you're a child because as they're like, because your body, your your vagina hasn't learned how to clean itself. So With as discharge, you're a baby, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as you're a baby, you have that when you're a woman, when you're, when you were born mm-hmm. with a vagina. Um, so you have that to protect and keep yourself clean. So it doesn't really mean that just because you're hymen, you don't have one or it popped, or maybe you just don't have one in general, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you've had sex, like you were saying. 
Yeah. yeah. I remember that's what it was. But I know I'm like, do y'all even know what a hymen is? <laughs> Honestly. Like, if you could tell me where a hymen or what a hymen is, then let's talk about this. And then let's also talk about, like, this is not new if you know about, like, T.I. and his history of misogyny. So, um, when I... So, T.I.'s music has always been problematic and misogynistic. It's on the lines of, like, Nelly and, like, some of the other rappers who you're just like, what do you... Did you hear what he said? Hold up. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) But, yeah. um, I think that he does this in a lot of ways shows that to him women are tools uh and it's um i think harriet for harriet brought this up it mm-hmm. was um benevolent misogynist Bele- benevolent misogyny we're, we're using a lot of vocab words used by like no violent mis- violent misogyny and benevolent misogyny and benevolent misogyny i think she described it as like you think you're helping the women in some weird way but you're not at all but, um, and I think that's what T.I. is. Mm-hmm. Because I remember when everyone's like, listen, because T.I.'s been asked to be on some political um, panels, and I'm like, what? Can we get somebody other than T.I.? Why are we giving this man a platform? Uh, he was next to Candace Owens. And if you know anything about her, like, you could see why he, uh, just terrible people to be have on a freaking panel. Oh but, um, basically... I remember when he when he brought was brought into the political sphere by basically having like a he sent some message to Donald Trump but in his video it had Melania dancing around a uh, Melania lookalike dancing around him in very sexual poses and I was just like so you're a way to call out the president who's been racist, sexist, homophobic, just an overall a-hole is to use his wife to like exploit his wife yes like what i'm like what do you there's so much you have so much source material if you're trying to go to donald trump and you you to use melania it's just <laughs> and like and i just feel like it gets worse because then i think about the kodak black situation where if you know anything about kodak black that man i think he's currently on trial for raping and this is multiple women um but after Nipsey Hussle was murdered, he was shot, I'm, I believe, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> his wife, Lauren London, or a partner at the time, Lauren London, um, of course, she's a grieving widow. She has his children, so she has children now she has to raise without the support of her husband. And Kodak Black decides, you know, you don't need to have a man anymore. How about you come with me? And, you know, this is across the streams of the internet and of course you have people like um ti jumping in be like that's disrespectful and stuff like that and it's just like excuse me why are you talking about disrespecting people's wives and stuff first yeah, of all well, he's on tiny and she's she having a kid yes and you're you over have, there you've been constantly disrespectful to your own wife and it's just it's just so frustrating because it's like there's no way to let him know that he's being misogynist because he, not just T.I. Men like T.I. He's an example. Like, this isn't just T.I. Mm-hmm. But men like T.I. It's a... To, to them, women are extensions of themselves. So when Kodak Black was trying to get at Lauren London, it wasn't about him trying to get at Lauren London and just respecting her and, like, basically catcalling her across the internet. Mm-hmm. It was about... You've disrespected Nipsey's wife, an extension of Nipsey. 
how dare you? And this man is dead. So, like, it's just... She still has her own... She can still make her own decisions, mm-hmm. whether or not. But Kodak Black, I'm glad that she's, like, this word. <laughs> mess. Um, and it's just... And, like, this isn't new. Like you said, a lot of men like um, <clears throat> T.I. And it's just, like... You have to question yourself, like, why are we giving them a platform? You mm-hmm. know, their stuff is so. Outdated. Why is he on somebody's? Pl- why is he on y'all podcast? Like, uh-huh. and I also want to bring up the loads of women mm-hmm. who were mad at Tiny for letting him take his daughter to the gynecologist. First of all, I'll just to let you know, the daughter that we are talking about is not Tiny's daughter. This is one of Ti's affairs. So. <laughs> Well, can you imagine being married to someone? Not trying. It's not no one's fault. It's not Tiny's fault. It's not the daughter's fault. But like, can you imagine how much that might hurt? You know, having to raise someone else's child, knowing that your like husband was being um, not loyal to you though too. Mm-hmm. Like the psychological thing too. I'm sure. I mean, Tiny. I'm sure she's a great mom and all the other stuff too. I don't know very much, but I mean, you just have to think like that woman's been through so much. Yes, you know, to her confidence and just herself. It's just, uh, what do you? Yeah, but yeah, no, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's not Tiny's responsibility. Mm-hmm. And but the reason she's that also a victim as well. But the like. It's just weird. I think it's... I find the whole thing weird that, like, some people... Stay out of the shade room, kids. If you want to see foolishness, go in. But if you're trying to keep a piece of your mind, don't go in the shade room. Just to see the amount of people who are mad at, like, the women in his life for allowing him to do so. It's just, like, nobody... Do you want him to be a freaking babysitter? Like, what do you want from them? This is his fault. (laughs) Something he does. And in, he doesn't, benevolent misogyny, blah, I can't even talk. Benevolent. Yeah. It's like, how are you going to tell him? Yeah. And it's just, like I said, they're all victims too, you mm-hmm. know? Like, what are you supposed to do? She can't leave. They have no agency, basically. They, yeah. In his eyes. Because they're an extension of him, mm-hmm. so he wants to control them. Yeah. Ew. Ew. <laughs> That's what we have to say about the whole situation. Ew. I think we covered pretty much everything we wanted to cover on that. Yeah. I mean, we talked about Tiny, and then we talked about the hymen, and how it's not a real thing. What about how, like, all of them are going after her, though? Can you imagine going to college, and then your father's? Yes, and then her, now this, this, not little girl, she's an adult now, she's 18. Mm-hmm. Her sexuality her body is being talked about all across the nation and the fact that people try to shame the people who are talking about like that this is weird that ti shouldn't be doing this like oh well maybe y'all should just stop talking about it well the only reason we talked about it because ti was talking about it because he's over there being proud of what he's doing and the pride in it is the weird thing because it's like why are you proud but then again, if you Because I'm keeping this extension of myself pure. Yeah. However, my sons are just... His sons! Oh my fucking. gosh! I heard there's a clip going around of his 14-year-old kid who's like, Hi, I've already had sex. And he laughs afterwards like yeah. nothing. Like, my question is, what happens if her hymen was broken? What would have happened? Yeah. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared to find out. What, what would have happened? Would he be more in control for sex now? And I think it also shows that he's afraid. 
He's afraid that some guy out there can say, I've taken T.I.'s daughter's virginity and can use it for clout against... But then again, it's not about her. It's about him. It's about him. It's about T.I.'s daughter, not about her as a person. Yes. And, um... Oh, it's just so gross, too. And that's, like, the mindset of... That's such an unhealthy relationship, you know? Like I said, borderline incestuous because... That's just gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's gross. Freaking weird. I think was for Harriet's <laughs> exact like, words. T.I.'s fooling around with all these other girls, too, mm-hmm. you know? It's just, it's hypocritical. It's gross. I feel so bad for the girl. Yeah. I hope she could just maintain a normal life, even though she's talking the town right now. Alright, moving right along past that just nastiness, we will be going into the phenomenon that is... Okay, Boomer. (laughs) Okay, Boomer. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love it. I just feel like it's so funny. It's really funny. And also, I'm in a class right now in sociology. It's sociology of aging and age. I'm learning a lot about ageism and the trials of, like, um, older adults and most of this has to do with income like if you're a middle class like older adult you mostly do fine mm-hmm. it's more of your mental state mm-hmm. and family connections rather than like society discriminating against you yes which is something that usually um, low income older adults and like adults of color have to deal with mm-hmm. but like white middle class older adults mostly have to maintain family connections and maintain good mental health in relationships excuse me mm-hmm. and they're relatively okay yeah so um i just think <clears throat> it, i just find it so fascinating in a way to see the reaction to just two simple words yeah because it says so much mm-hmm. um because to me when i'm saying like okay boomer i'm saying like at this point i think i saw a tweet of this too it was like this i've given up basically yes like there is no way to explain to you logically logically that this is not the way of the world that everything is not a millennial's fault and actually that's another thing thanks to my psychology of aging in the age class i think millennials are either until from 19 something but it ends at 2003 or 2005 i thought it okay but I, look i bought a 200 dollars textbook fight me on this <laughs> no, no you're right <laughs> But, um, here, I can so pull it up. are millennials? Yeah, we're millennials. I thought we were Gen Z. It turns out, well, we're like young millennials, what, what people are referring to us as, but according to my $200 textbook, I'm a millennial, so fight me. <laughs> you know what? Yep. Here, I'll try to pull it up so I can find the exact dates, but, um, what are your thoughts on this? My thoughts, you know, I have to agree. It's really just sums up, there's just the whole attitude of... I think the I think maybe not the older millennials, but definitely the younger millennials attitudes because looking and seeing the impact of the boomers, the boomer generation mm-hmm. and it's sorry I'm sorry, but the future's bleak. When I look <laughs> towards the future, I don't I, I see climate so change. <laughs> climate change. And just like what I mean climate change, but let's talk about like economically because I know mm-hmm. deep down in my heart that I'm gonna be working a dead end job. And I'll never, ever find success. And I'll never have that white picket fence that they had. And I'll never have the luxuries that they had. And I'll never have that. Because you know what? Because they have 
wrecked the economy to shreds, absolute to shreds, and it's just so depressing. And you know what? And that's the worst part too, because I think the older millennials, they're going through this really depressing realization that they aren't going to have the stuff that their parents had. Mm-hmm. And us younger millennials, we already we grew up knowing that whatever it's we gone, it's gone, <laughs> you know. And so, I think that's another thing with the whole instant gratification that we're having a lot with our generation. It's because we know that there won't be a long-term gratification. We just need it now, just so we can enjoy the times that we have. Okay, so I found this. So once again, according to my $200 freaking textbook, (laughs) there are six distinct birth cohorts in the 20th century. The swing generation, born between 1900 and 1927. The silent generation, born between 1928 and 1945. The Baby Boomers, born between 1946 and 1964. The Generation X, born between 1965 and 1976. The Echo Boomers, born between 1977 and 1994. The Millennials, born between 1995 and 2005. And then Generation Z is everyone after 2005, until you, you know, get more Oh, okay. Well cool now we have it so why what is what is the um for me the first time i heard okay boomer was that damn song which the one on tiktok that you're talking yeah it was on tiktok and it was a song it was like okay boomer and it was like very (laughs) aggressive and i was just like what the freak is this oh i love that though let's scare them (laughs) and then um so we have it from tiktok which is a an app that's centered towards the younger generation definitely there's more young people on it's funny to see older people on tiktok because that's like a growing thing there's like the country boys the the divorcees the the people divorcing over tiktok is crazy the curtis connor videos yes (laughs) yes my wife just divorced me time to make a tiktok (laughs) (laughs) i I love it and hate it at the same time it's so funny but um yeah i just think that there's so many articles about how millennials are killing industries because we're not participating in them anymore like when they were like millennials are killing the taxi cab industry it's like we have uber and lyft bro like become a lyft driver what do you want us to do (laughs) or like the diamond industry like bro we can't afford diamonds have you seen jabuki young white's stand up about why millennials are buying diamonds i highly recommend it it's so funny okay i'll watch it (laughs) we can't buy diamonds you know i don't even want a diamond the house yeah you but like the housing industry's styling but it's like what do you want we don't make enough money to buy houses and it's like we were just getting out of the whole 2000 does anybody remember the 2008 like whole um stock crash um guys we're still recovering from that i think it was um who was it gosh i can't remember his name i think it was like um some he has a stand-up on netflix um private school negro hold up let me see the whole well yeah we're still freaking figuring that but he out. talked about that like the whole okay so um kamal bell w kamal bell i think mm-hmm. i said the name right but he has a, a stand-up called private school negro and he kind of talks about how 
George W. Bush <laughs> is like, the president's basically pushed one car along the highway. And he was like, if basically George W. Bush left the car beat up, broken, there's no... <laughs> and he was talking about the economy and how he like left the car with like, there's no seat, there's no steering wheel on it anymore. And he's like, and then Obama just had to hop in and Michelle had to push. <laughs> For real. I love those like memes about Michelle. In her arms? Yeah. Like, they're, I'm like, yeah. yes. I love her so much. I, I love... What? It was some, like, award show. I think it was, like, the VMAs. But she walked out, and she was, like, with Jennifer Lopez and Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, an Amazon amongst them. She was so freaking tall. I was like, what the heck? My queen. <laughs> I like the ones where it's... I saw this one where I guess they took a picture, and it was like, if Obama can be the baby spoon, then, <laughs> like... You can too, or something like that. It was cute. <laughs> but um, I think that you know, so many industries are changing, and it's just change. That's yeah. all it is. It's just change. It's negative change and positive change. I'm not gonna lie, but like it's just change. But it's the way that people in positions of power, of power, especially. I think it's when it comes down to it, it's journalists, mm-hmm. because you just see article after article after article. Millennials are killing this. Millennials are doing this. Millennials don't know how to date each other. I'm like, what? <laughs> Millennials are into hookup culture. It's like, y'all were hooking up in the 70s during, what are you The whole, like, swingers thing? Yeah. Like, are we we really going to talk about this? We're just going to free love? Yeah. (laughs) Going to pretend like that didn't happen. Sorry, we have apps for it, though. The whole freaking snowflake thing. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we can't take, that's so funny. They're like, oh, millennials can't take a joke. And then they turn around and cry about, okay, boomers. And it's just the craziness of it because some people are, like, saying, okay, boomers, a slur. And I'm like a slur, or a, a hate slur. crime. I hate like, crime. I will. This is the hate crime that I will do. There was some. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but there was some. <laughs> there was some guy on the internet. I can't remember, but it like went viral, and Black Twitter was dragging. And he was basically like, "Okay, boomer is the new N word." And then somebody was like, "If you can't say the N word, I think the N word's still the N word." <laughs> can't say one word it's probably the worst word <laughs> oh my god can you imagine the entitlement i, I wish I, I had that confidence me too <laughs> me freaking too uh-huh but like why is that a constant thing because i remember when who was it it was some the lady who who sings some song you are the wind beneath my wings i think she sings that song but remember when she was like women are the n-word of the world and i'm just like well you y'all just stop saying this like there's other words to, <laughs> to use let's not use that one please it's just like if you still can't say the n-word i think it's still bad <laughs> can we just use that logic if can you we can't stop trying it? to use other people's struggles to try to make yourself feel better it's, it's not oh, oh my gosh it's awful i can't but all I see is, is is just change. I just think it's the younger per- people's like reaction to all like because I feel like it's older journalists who have like some stat who have some stature who have some status mm-hmm. who write these articles and then they blow up because other older people are reading them and it's like you millennials. It's just like we're kind of sick of this thing called racism and sexism and homophobia and we're kind of riding this wave of a lot of change very quickly because of the digital age we're having conversations like we've never been able to before absolutely and it's just kind of we're pulling you along with us for the ride like we don't know what's gonna happen all we know is that 2030 we gotta get this planet cleaned up (laughs) yeah and just 
you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but my dick is so hard for Mommy Earth. <laughs> like, and I just don't get the whole attitude of refusal to change your ways. It's not that hard. It's Honestly. really not. Just refuse a bag. You got arms, carry something, you know? Or, like, get the reusable bags. Get I have the reusable, reusable bags. It's not hard. And I don't see such the, especially the boomer mentality. That's the thing. Let's but, talk about a boomer mentality right now. Yeah. You know? Like, you don't have to be old to have a boomer mentality, but, like, I met some people who I wished would just stop like, damn, why are we the same age? <laughs> Can't just wither away. <laughs> Very boomer of you. <laughs> but um, I, when it comes to like climate change, I do hear the most resistance from like older people who have a lot of privilege. However, I just don't like the idea that like it's all on, because uh, it's like 10 companies who are responsible for the most i'm like can we yell at some ceos please like dude you know what 10 companies that's a list just saying that's a nice nice hit (laughs) (laughs) it's just no and they're all boomers though they're all the older generation true like fuck it i want to die anyway why do i care you know and it's just that y'all can figure out how to breathe the lack of responsibility though too yes the responsibility take responsibility for your actions y'all broke the world now we gotta fix it you did it (laughs) now take responsibility and fix it because they're always talking about how millennials are lazy and stuff but look at you you're sitting on your freaking couch watching wheel of fortune fox news fox news you know and it's like saying getting your feelings hurt over two freaking words you know you know what hurts my feelings? Not being able to breathe in a couple of years. <laughs> that hurts my feelings. You know, knowing that I probably shouldn't have children because, you know, I they're really, going to die. I don't really want me either. I'm like, what's the point of having kids if we're about to have like the biggest, like, migrant crisis ever? You know? And it's just, that's depressing. It's so depressing mm-hmm. to think about that. Like, I can't even enjoy a life because I know that these people are refusing to come to terms with the mess that they made. Yeah, you broke it. Fix it. They get all upset about the okay freaking boomer. Like, <laughs> shut up. Can you channel some of that energy? Channel it? Yeah. Be productive with that, please. Yeah. You don't like it? We'll, we'll stop calling you okay boomer when you do something. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay. So, last and certainly not least, let's talk about how Disney is a hypocritical freaking money-hungry capitalist manifestation of just, ugh. Word. (laughs) I know you're upset about Spider-Man. Bro, I am so upset about Spider-Man between the Sony and then the the Marvel and... It's just like, when will they have enough? That's my question. Mm -hmm. When will they have enough? When is enough? When they have a monopoly. They are getting really close to it. And it's kind of scary. It is, because I'm like, what's next? Are they going to buy the media? Are they going to control that? You know? Mm -hmm. What's next? What's going to happen next? There's no real independent... Like, they're not competing. Sony was the only competition that they had. (sighs) Oh, Sony. Oh. Sony, I think Paramount, too. They're doing the Sonic. Did you see that? With the yeah. Sonic? I like nice. I like, I like that they redid it, though. I'm really sorry, but, like, like, the redone Sonic looked a lot better than it, the original. It does, it and does. I saw a tweet, and it was like, y'all really bullied a whole studio. <laughs> and I was like, millennials. <laughs> I like it, though. I think that they I think they changed for the I'm good. Watch and, it. I, and I hope that they get good revenue from it. I'm going to watch it, because I watch Sonic X as a kid every Saturday morning. I'll watch it just because I like that they... 
they, they listen. They listen. They listen to their audience. Like uh, there then some people who just go through with their terrible ass freaking cast and characters. <coughs> Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Whew. All right. Well, um, it's just. I'm sorry, but I'm tired of seeing the remakes. Are you tired of seeing the remakes? Yeah! Can we Lady get some... the Tramp remake. How? I don't know. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, too? Wait. I saw a tweet. I think I saved it. But it was like, Disney Plus wants to apologize for their um, non-modernized oh, stuff. Oh, yeah! I and saw that! redoing Lady and the Tramp. You're apologizing for the old version, and then you're going to redo it. But I saw something, I think it was by, um, I remember her name used to be Nostalgia Chick, but now she goes by her real name on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But it was like a long video essay about how Disney's doing the live-action remakes to fix their mistakes of the past movies. So their live-action remake with um, Beauty and the Beast was basically like to humanize um, the the characters who, you know, were stuck in the curse with Beast, their live action of Ma Maleficent was to humanize Maleficent because, like, she got screwed over and no wonder she's an evil witch bitch. And then, <laughs> and then, like, with the Little Mermaid, live action Little Mermaid is coming out and I can't freaking wait to hear Hallie sing. Mm. I can't wait for it. Um, they're trying to add more diversity because literally Princess of the Frog, she's 70% of the movie. She's a green frog and not a black girl. So. <laughs> they always bring that up. They're like, oh, well, you have Princess of the Frog. I'm like, yeah, for like the 20-minute screen time that she had, you know? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, part of me is okay with it because I'm not going to lie. I do enjoy them. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I'd enjoy um, the Aladdin remake, but I did. It was, it was actually pretty good. I liked it. Um, but another part of me is like, I just want to see more, I want to see diverse characters, I want to see people of color being witches and blowing stuff up and doing all this other stuff, like there's so many stories to tell, but they're doing the logic of safety, where they're like, this works, let's do it again, and I'm just like, and then I saw they're trying to remake some other movies, and I'm just like, stop remaking movies, can we just see something new? Yeah, I want Frozen Elsa to be a lesbian. I don't think it's going to happen. Because they're pussies. <laughs> and they're always trying to push... Let's talk about that, too. I think in the movie, the documentary Misrepresentation, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think they talked about the... And this was before Disney bought everybody up, too. This was, this was early. Mm -hmm. But they kind of talked about how, um, basically, Disney was like, um, it's bad when people like Disney buy other media sources because then you have one big company kind of running everyone else. And it shifts the way diversity moves throughout the company yes. because no one's taking any risks, like putting people of color as main characters risky, clear people is risky, whatever. But no one's taking any risks because they fall into a logic of safety and they fall into a pattern. And I feel like we're seeing that with Disney. And I feel Disney's so hypocritical. Employ me, Disney. It's so, dis <laughs> it's so hypocritical because Disney is very strict on their copyright. Like, you can get copyrighted for singing freaking anything with Disney but the fact of the matter is Disney is born off of Grimm's fairy tales Disney is Disney didn't create Spider-Man like Disney uses its money and power to legally make claim to characters it didn't create the characters that were created through word of mouth these are stories that the people have made like mm -hmm. these aren't the stories have been passed down from generation to generation you know and it's just that that's crazy how they're monetizing after all these stories that were just told you know yeah um 
and nothing's going into the public domain. It's not a cycle anymore. But you know what? I have to say one thing. I like Disney as the animation company, as the animated, like, as the stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Because I think that sometimes they come out with good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to argue with that. But as a company itself, mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of feels like, you know how, like, you paint a body, a dead body? But they're like rotting on the inside. Like they look pretty, but mm. that sounds like a weird thing. Mm. But like I feel like it's like kind of corrupt in a way. Yeah. They don't want to show it because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we're just an animation company. Yeah. Like, you know. But it's like we can see you buying all this stuff. We can see it's you. Scary. It's taking the space. Mm-hmm. It's slowly gonna envelop us until you know we have Disney news <laughs> or um, stupid. It's so bad. Did you see that Nickelodeon started partnering <clears throat> up Nickelodeon with Netflix? Nickelodeon and Netflix are partnering up. I, you know what? Do, you, do what you gotta do to survive Disney's wrath. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mm. And with the whole streaming services, what do you think about that? What everybody has a streaming service? Uh huh. I I hate it, but I love it too because I really love. I live love with Euphoria on HBO. I've never seen it. I started. I really it's funny. It. I watched the edits. And I then I got so into the edits that I had to know more of the story. <laughs> I watched the edits that I loved it, and I was like, oh, but I don't know where to find it. <laughs> but yeah, Euphoria is really good. I, I don't know. I like streaming services. I feel like streaming services are the new independent channels. It's just cable all over again, mm-hmm. which, I mean, is Because, like, there's Apple TV. They have their own shows on there. Mm-hmm. Netflix has its own shows. But Everybody's getting like their own Netflix, shows. to be honest. I like Netflix. I feel like Netflix and Nickelodeon would be much better. I'm more of a Hulu person. Hmm. I like Hulu a lot. I feel like I'd like Hulu, but I just, I can't. Really? I only have one. If I get any farther. I have Amazon Prime. How's that? It's good. It's how I watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) (laughs) You're your vampire I have a vampire obsession, I know. (laughs) I don't blame you. Who doesn't like creepy crawlers in the night? <laughs> Deborah Twilight. Twilight's my only vampire session where I like the werewolves Edward more. Was, he was it. No! Although I think it's kind of funny like watching the movies where he's like almost about to barf because she like walks in the room. I, I'll like, say this to the fucking end. The first Twilight is my favorite fucking Twilight. It's, it has the best soundtrack. That soundtrack is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Paramore's on there. That one song that's like supersonic black hole. Like when they're playing baseball, like that was the shit. And it makes me mad because that was also something I learned from the documentary misrepresentation. A woman directed the first Twilight. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of men saying that Twilight wouldn't sell, that that teenage girl vampire craze market was weird, and nobody would go for it. And it became a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And the second it got big, they switched to a male director for the rest of the movies. And it was awful. Did you see that baby? The baby at the end? <laughs> that was not a baby. Oh, shit. <laughs> with the red eyes and everything. With the red eyes, it's like... It's <laughs> not cute. It ain't cute. Um, I'm not going to lie. Those action scenes were... The, I mean, even the action scenes from the first movie were cool. I liked, I liked the aesthetic of the first movie. Yes, the aesthetic was what with drove the, with it the home. fog, with the the blue light, the green light, like the gray dull tones. I don't know how that lighting would be on people of color, but it was <laughs> it looked good. You know, I like. I think my favorite part about the whole Twilight series is Bella's attitude, because she's like, if I die, because 
Edward takes me, you know, like I'm if going he breaks out. the fucking that's bed, out. then that's on me. What's that one thing where that one lady's like, if you catch me slipping, that's on me. That's on, on me. me, yes. She fucking, did you ever read the books where like they had sex and then they broke the fucking bed? And yes. And was like, <laughs> Dude, okay. look right over there. Do you not see Breaking Dawn, the book on my shelf right oh, there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess that sums up our episode. If I'm Disney is talk about Disney, <laughs> if we catch if Disney catches you slipping, it's on us. We gotta fight Disney. Yeah, even if Disney, if you're hiring, I'm I'm open for it. You know, yeah, I'm trying gonna... to get in there. I'll bring some diversity. I, I swear. Yeah, seriously. No, you need someone to criticize. That's the you need someone to criticize you <laughs> so you can improve get as a company. The microphone. <laughs> Jim Shown of Saints ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but that's it. Um, I'm My Majesty. It's Paul's Peaches. And you heard the fifth episode of Cat Called Out. Congratulations. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Taxi. Taxi, what? Taxi, boo. My queen. <laughs> My queen. He's a boy. It's okay. Gender space.